Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Hey, come on in. It's Doc Holliday's Tea Party Show. You're right on time. Glad to have you here. And if you remember from last week, this week is a very, very special show. We're going to be talking about Glenn Beck's Restoring Honor Rally. I'm going to give you some inside views of that. Only you. Let's keep that sort of secret now. I'm going to tell you about some things that you won't hear anywhere else because I did get to go to the uh, green room. Did get to be on stage in front of 500,000 people, thanks to Alveda King. And so I'm going to be telling you about that, telling you about that experience. So you just hang on to your hat. I'm going to get that in just a minute. First, we're going to do a little bit of news. We'll do a little news. We'll get to the part about Alveda uh, King and uh, the Restoring Honor Rally, the Glenn Beck Rally that uh, everyone has been talking about the last couple of weeks. And then we're going to move on. And tonight, the Plymouth Rock of Liberty speech. Let me tell you, I'm going to let someone else give it. It's going to be short tonight. Someone else is going to give it. Very special person. Met uh, this person right after the uh, Restoring Honor Rally at in Washington, D.C. And he gives his perspective on the rally. And then he'll give a message to all the people in the country about the upcoming election. So you don't want to go away. This is it. This is a great, great show. Going to be a little unusual, and we're going to get right into the news because we got a lot to do today. Let's see what's in the paper. Well, this past week, we do have some things to talk about. Cal Thomas. Believe it or not, Cal Thomas quotes some liberals. Let's hear one liberal. He talks about Krugman. Paul Krugman asked an essential question. Why are people who know better sugarcoating economic reality the answer i'm sorry to say is that it's all about evading responsibility this is the liberal paul krugman obama's friend we're starting to see it happen folks the disillusioned those who thought the grass was going to be greener on the other side they're joining the tea party they're coming a part of us i'm not saying paul krugman is but i'm just saying people are now disillusioned they're dispirited those who uh, bought into the hope and change, they're beginning to realize that the policies of the far left are not working. And they're disillusioned. Let's go on. Let's talk. Uh, Cal Thomas wrote in his article, uh, he wrote uh, this quote, writing in the U.S. News and World Report, publisher Mort Zuckerman takes the Krugman view of step further by calling the administration he once supported, quote, the most physically, physically irresponsible government in the United States history, unquote. And then he went on to, uh, Cal Thomas went on and said, Zuckerman writes, people see the stimulus fashioned and passed by Congress in such a hurry as a metaphor for wasted money. They are now highly critical about the lack of discipline among our political leaders and question a question that naturally arises is how to forestall a long-term economic decline. Now, these are, these are Obama's friends who are putting this together. These are Obama's friends. And why? Why are we here at this uh, Doc Holliday's Tea Party? 
Well, I'm telling you why we're here, because we're educating everyone, and I'm glad you're here. So stick with me, because we are going to get in some things that you won't hear anywhere else. I promise you that. In fact, we got some uh, uh, some cuts from the uh, backstage part of the Restoring Honor Rally, and you won't hear it anywhere else, just for you. So don't go off and tell everybody about it. Now, how? How can we affect this country? Uh, looking at all the news, I think we are. Let it be our secret, Tea Party. Just keep just keep doing what you're doing because here's some more news headlines. Listen, the Democratic Party is running scared. The, they're starting to call what they call triage. They're triaging. They're looking at who can win, who has a chance to win, and they're getting ready to cut the spigots off those who uh, they're just going to say they're going to have to bite the dust. They're getting some uh, nitty-gritty time. And they're asking Democrats who are in so-called safe seats to give up their money and help out some of these others. I say, give it up. <laughs> give it up. Let's see who the Democrats can do what they're doing to America's people. The American taxpayer is being asked to give more and more. And these Democrats who've been sitting in safe seats, storing up, shaking people down for money, political gain for their uh, financial uh, political treasures are being asked to give a little up. Let's see. Let's see if the Democrats can tax their own members to get some money out of them. It sort of makes me laugh. And it, if it wasn't so sad, it would be funny. The fact is, these fat cats, these incumbents that are in, quote, safe seats, and they're going to get reelected even if they run against Dumbo the Elephant, people think. But I'm telling you, this election is going to be different because the Tea Party people are out there. I want you to know you are making a difference. You are making a difference, and I want every district in America, all 435 district, the congressional districts, I want them all competitive. They need to be. So no matter, you know where you are. Get out there. Make some noise. Hold some signs up. Get out there and write postcards. Make some phone calls. Let's get these liberals out of there. This country is not going to be able to survive under the leadership of Nancy Pelosi. I know one time I called her the Wicked Witch of the West. Maybe I shouldn't use terms like that. But I'm sorry. Nancy Pelosi and what she has done, she's had four years. Remember, in the United States Constitution, this is not a secret just between you and me. In the United States Constitution, anybody can read it. It says... Every dollar that the federal government spends must first come through the United States House of Representatives. The House of Representatives. So that makes Nancy Pelosi, who's been in charge for four years, the most financially responsible official in the United States government. And what has she done in four years? Look at our economy. Where is it? She has not used the tools she has because she doesn't have a brain with the tool, evidently. I, she's had four years. That is more than enough to say this country has been run into the ditch. She is the most financially responsible constitutional uh, uh, official we have in the government. And she doesn't know how to run a government. She doesn't know how to run a business. She doesn't know how to run anything, evidently. And it's time for her to go. Fire Pelosi. Get out in your district. I don't care what the odds are. Get out there and make a difference. And you're doing it. You are doing it. We see it. We're about uh, less than eight weeks away. It's got to get the pressure built up. So don't slow down. Get more creative. Get energetic. 
and you are making a difference. And that is the news item I want to get to. Uh, we are we have got a lot to do today. Before we get into the Glenn Beck uh, Restore and Honor Rally, let me tell you about a website. It's called www.teaparty.ms. Teaparty.ms. You can go there and you can uh, purchase my book. It's called Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. And it is a revolution. It's having an effect. It has had an effect. It's going to have a bigger effect come November 2nd. Because you, because of you. So go to the website, check it out, and uh, tell others about it. Tell people about Doc Holiday's Tea Party. Tell them to come on. Join the party. we got plenty of room in here. But right now, I'm just talking to you. And I'm going to tell you why we are making a difference. We're making a difference because what you are doing. You are on the phone calling. You are getting postcards out to tell your friends and neighbors. Remind them to get out and vote on November 2nd and who you're voting for. And you are making a difference because you're making sure your uh, grandmother and your your uh, elderly parents, you're making sure your aunts and uncles, make sure they are going to vote. Get them an absentee ballot. Make sure they get the vote. And this is the time's running out. I'm not sure where your state, in your state, what the time limit is, but it, you need to be ready to register to vote. you got somebody that's never been registered, tell them forget about jury duty. Don't worry about jury duty. You do your duty as an American citizen. As an American citizen, we are going to have to stand up and we have to uh, uh, admit that we have the government that we put in. We have the privilege. People have died for the privilege so that you could vote. You can get out and vote. And if you're worried and have fear about having to serve on a jury, or if you have a fear your vote won't count, then you need to be educated. I'm educating you. Educate your friends. Tell them, this is an election you nobody can sit out. Nobody. Everybody has to get to the poll. We have to make the difference. We don't have any other choice. And when you hear the Plymouth Rock of Liberty speech given by a very famous person that's going to be at the end of this show, you understand why you must make sure your friends and your relatives are registered to vote and make sure you knock on their door, give them a phone call, and tell them to get out and vote on Election Day. Or if you're in an area where they have early voting, make sure they get out there and vote. It's very important. And so uh, check out the book. Get some books for Christmas. www.teaparty.ms Teaparty.ms. Go there. Go there and uh, check her out. Got other books there. You can check those out also. Now listen, I told you last week we're going to get into this Glenn Beck Restoring Honor Rally. And I'm going to uh, start right where I left off last week. Now if you want to listen to last week's show, just uh, go to the archives. Click on Doc Holliday's uh, Tea Party. And on the archives you can you go to last week's show. The week before that had great had a great uh, uh, interview with... Uh, uh, Jordan Marks of the Young Americans for Freedom. So go back and check out the archives. Some great shows there, some great information. And now, where I left off, if you remember from last week, I'd gotten up early. We had a great Friday night Divine Destiny show at the Kennedy Center that Glenn Beck and his wife had rented, and it was absolutely wonderful. Then, I couldn't sleep good, got up early in the morning, and before daybreak, and put on my jogging outfit shorts and uh, tennis shoes t-shirt and i jogged up to the lincoln memorial there i just felt impelled to to pray a prayer 
that I'd written. So there's a lot of folks there. In fact, I couldn't believe it. As I was getting closer to Lincoln Memorial, I saw more and more people. Remember, the sun has not even come up. And I'm telling you, there were over 100,000 people before the sun came up. Before the sun came up. And I got to the back steps of the, the, well, the back part of the Lincoln Memorial. I didn't want to be in anybody's way. And I I prayed the prayer that uh, had been put on my heart. Prayed for that day. Prayed for the place where Alveda King would be speaking. And knowing that that was a very special time in her life. And then I got a phone message. And I I was supposed to meet with Alveda and her group for breakfast. I usually don't eat a big breakfast on an event, something like this. So I thought, well, I'll come a little bit after breakfast. And it, I was going to get there around 8, 8.15. And uh, we were supposed to leave and go to the rally from the Willard Hotel near the White House there. So, but then I get a message. Hey, we're having a meeting at 7 o'clock. Here I am in my running shorts, all sweaty, at the Lincoln Memorial. So I took off running, headed back. Got to the hotel, got ready, got back to the Willard uh, Hotel. Of course, the meeting was over. Uh, they, I went to check and see if they were eating breakfast. It was over, and I was there. I was a little after 8, I guess. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And then uh, so I called uh, one of the leaders. I, I got I had a phone number and said, hey, uh, I'm at the Willard Hotel. They said, oh, we'll come around and pick you up. We just left. So they come around to pick me up, and... And I was waiting out front in front of the hotel, and here comes a big uh, VIP uh, limousine to pick up a speaker, I supposed. And then I looked around, coming out of the hotel was uh, Alveda King. Alveda came up, and Alveda said, Ed, where have you been? I said, you've got to be there. And I said, I'm going. She said, come on, get in the car with me. And then they, uh, I guess the people of the Glenn Beck show were saying, look, this is for you, Alveda. He, he, he's got other transportation. And so I said, yep, you go ahead and get in. I'll get there. If I have to walk, I'll be there. And uh, But Alveda went on, and I sure that I was going to be there. And then uh, and then I waited, and sure enough, here comes the the uh, vehicle to pick me up. I had some others in there, and we uh, headed out to the to the uh, Restore and Honor Rally. And I had left, like I said, uh, an hour earlier from running and jogging around the Lincoln Memorial. And lo and behold, we got there in that crowd. It, people were streaming in from all places, all places. I'm telling you, it was. I've never been in a crowd that big. I, I went, I'm not old enough to remember Woodstock. I can remember Woodstock happening, but I never would. Uh, of course, I was about eight, nine years old when Woodstock happened. So this was something that was unreal to see hundreds of thousands of people. And we're gonna. I won't get in a numbers game, but I can tell you. There is more than 500,000 people there. More. Uh, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand. I don't know. I really believe there had to be a million people if you count the people who came up and left. But it was a huge crowd. From the Lincoln Memorial all the way uh, on, a, on the hillside of the Washington Monument. And under all those trees, they weren't just spread out. People were packed in. But it's a good crowd, a nice crowd. A crowd that seemed to love each other. And I just wanted to tell you that, man, I've never seen a crowd like that. Got to go up through, and it's a little story. I won't go into it uh, real quickly, just briefly, because I'd missed a meeting. <laughs> meeting, I didn't have my badge, to, the security badge to get through. They had my name. I had to go down and get a bracelet. And then uh, uh, 
a little armband that allowed me to see, sit up toward the front. And I got that, but I was supposed to be with Alveda King and her group. And they told me, nope, you can't get back there. You don't have a pass. Uh, through it all, through it all, I got I got to meet some folks. Uh, David Barton's uh, wife was helping arrange everything with David Barton and his adult children. They did a wonderful, wonderful job of getting everything set up. Sort of, we got there a little early so they go through the Black Robe Regiment of uh, pastors and ministers and, and rabbis and other leaders coming up that would be at the end. I wasn't real sure. Everything was always fluid, and I was a little bit off, uh, off step trying to figure out what all was going on. But... Bottom line is Cheryl, uh, uh, David Barton's wife, uh, she helped me get back to the security area so I could get with Alveda King and her group, and then they wouldn't let me back because I didn't have the credential. I didn't have the, the green green room pass that I needed to have. But finally, I think Alveda sent the word. Anyway, I got, and they finally let Doc Holliday get by there, and it was uh, as soon as I saw Alveda, uh, they were, her group, it's going to be uh, her and uh, ten others. I was one of the ten. They had, uh, she'd have eight on, four on each side of her and two vocalists. And they were getting prepared to sing. And as I walked up, uh, she was uh, preparing. She, liked, she told me she likes to prepare the atmosphere to keep the, the uh, devil, the, the ruler of the principality of this world, to keep him off guard, to keep him from trying to set up shop. She always brings in music to help break the ground. And uh, so when I came up, uh, I heard the music, and then... Now, that was a little bit of Alveda and her group, and I know that wasn't a great uh, sound, but I wanted to let you know that what's preparing the, the ground for the rally. And so a lot of people were praying all over America, and I just appreciate uh, Dr. Alveda King and, and her group and what they meant, and the pastors and the, the vocalists that were around her as they prepared to go on stage. And then we thought we might be, we were told we might be early in the program, then we were told we were more in the middle of the program. So we got to go to the green room. Now the green room, because I had to finally got my green room pass. Alveda had it there. I said, here, Doc, here's your, here's your green room pass. And uh, we laughed because as she was handing me that uh, pass, uh, she, she was saying, now let me tell you something, Ed, come over here. And, and so I uh Lean down to see what she had to say, and she was telling me, she said that it was, music was special to her to prepare for when she spoke. And she said, pretty much, she said, Ed, release your spirit when they sing, when the, when the vocalists sing. So uh, when Vanessa and, and Angelica were singing, I thought, well, I can do that. Basically, I, th- I thought she was saying, Ed, don't be still. <laughs> she may have thought, I was a, <laughs> because I'm Southern Baptist, that I might be a little stiff up there, but... Uh, I thought, well, I can do that, and, and so I didn't have a problem with that. And then, uh, but Alveda, we prayed. Uh, Bishop Harry Jackson was there. Uh, Dean Nelson, other prayed. 
prepared a, a time for whenever uh, our sister in Christ, Alveda, was to go up and speak to make sure everything was prayed up. And then we went to the green room, like I said. We had, and the green room was a big white tent. When inside, it was, it was air-conditioned, pretty nice. Tent was air-conditioned. They had two big screen, uh, flat-screen televisions where we could watch everything live on the screens. And I got in there, and the next thing I knew, I was sitting by, I found out it was Eddie Wright. I, I just looked over, and sharp young man, and then all of a sudden I noticed that he didn't have any hands. had uh, two uh, mechanical hands. And I was trying to think of something to say to Eddie, and and next thing I knew, somebody tapped him on the shoulder, and he left. And then uh, the next thing I knew, he he was on the television screen being honored as one of the uh, our military heroes. And 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 actually, he was the one that uh, each award recipient that had the award, he used his mechanical hands to lift up the ribbon and place the the uh, merit badge, the badge of honor and uh, uh, merit on each of the civilian uh, awardees, the ones that won the award. And what a great and marvelous scene it was. And it really brought tears to my eyes to watch him do that. And then, lo and behold, I noticed when he got up, I was sitting right next, moved over to let somebody else have my seat. And I was sitting next to with a favorite speaker I'd heard the night before. Just had a wonderful, wonderful speech. I talked about it last week. Uh, I hope you can go back and listen to the archive. But Dave Reamer. Uh, wow. Wow. Uh, the, the Vietnam War veteran who uh, had half his face blown off of a phosphorus grenade. He had told a wonderful story, wonderful testimony, a heartbreaking one to know what he had been through. And yet he'd given his life over to the Lord. He was laughing. He made people laugh. He made other people's laugh. Laugh. He and his wife have a great ministry. And lo and behold, I was sitting right next to him. And there we found ourselves watching the ceremonies and, and just uh, laughing and talking about it. And just like we were old friends for 20 years or so. And I couldn't believe sitting there with uh, uh, Dave Reamer. And my goodness, what a great time it was. And then another person in there was a. Uh, uh, chief Big Pond, a Native American who, uh, Indian chief who, who's a great evangelist, fantastic uh, man of God, loves the Lord Jesus Christ, and he he was uh, he introduced the recipient of the Faith Award, who was Pastor C. L. Jackson out of Houston, Texas, and come to find out, they told everybody at, at uh, in the audience that they but th- but they uh, Pastor Jackson and. Uh, and Chief Big Pond had both been at Martin Luther King Jr.'s 1963 I Have a Dream speech, and they had been sitting near the reflecting pond there in front of the Lincoln Memorial. And here they were 47 years to the day back. And this time, uh, they weren't young pastors. They had uh, they have established careers, loving the Lord, and, and have done so much. And in fact... Uh, uh, Chief Big Pond introduced C.L. Jackson, and uh, again, he was given an award, the Merit Award for Faith. And what a great time it was to be able to just speak with these great men in, 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 the, in the green room. So that was something that was exciting. A lot of things. I tell you, one of the things in the green room was uh, Chief Big Pond, elderly gentleman, and uh, just just uh, looks like a, you could see his see his face carved into Mount Rushmore. I mean, he just has that authentic American spirit. 
and and he was uh he was sitting there and there's another native american uh pastor and his wife were uh, leaving a tent for something and and he looked up and said brother and he grabbed grabbed his hand and said brother in a firm voice he said brother remember you're in washington dc whatever you do do not sign any papers and in just a minute they both bursted out laughing and i laughed along with them that, that was just the atmosphere. There were some good, good things, good people meeting each other in the tent, in the tent there, and and uh, the show uh, was going on as the, as the restoring honor rally continued. We got to see some of the people and things that were a part of it. Uh, I wish everybody in America would would watch the replay. Go to C-SPAN and uh, uh, go to the video link and find find that. Watch all of it. Uh, watch on YouTube. But so many great speakers, so many good things. All things were good to be said. Uh, people talked about God. They talked about the Lord Jesus Christ. They were rabbis, uh, people from all denominations. And I thought it was well diverse, a healthy, very healthy diversity put together by David Barton and Glenn Beck. And politics were left out. I'm telling you, politics were left out. And I know uh, the far left just wants to scream and downplay what it was. And anybody... I mean, the, the African-American pastors would have been proud of everything said. C.L. Jackson said he was proud of Glenn Beck, proud that Glenn Beck would have something like this. And, and it just rang a, 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 like a bell of goodness, a bell of goodness that somebody would put this thing together and say, we don't have the answers. Let us turn to God. Let's ask God for the answers. Let's don't say, let's don't pray for God to be on our side. Let's pray that we get on God's side. Now, I heard that before. Oh, yeah. Seems like a, our 16th president said something like that. <laughs> you remember that? We were right under the shadow of Abe Lincoln, right there at the Lincoln Memorial. Stretched, people stretched all the way out to the Washington Monument. So, uh, uh, again, you can go and listen to different speakers. I, I'm going to speed this up because we don't have all night. We, we know we got we got to get going. I want to let you know. I don't want you to run out of tea here at the Doc Holiday's Tea Party. So, as uh, you're sipping on your tea, kick back and relax. Let me tell you a little more what happened because... Uh, I'm going to get to the stuff where I finally got to get up on stage there. Uh, as we were uh, as as we were in the green room, uh, somebody tapped Alveda and, and uh, her group, it's time to line up and get ready to get on stage. So Alveda left, and then we were going to come in from the other direction. So uh, the other ten, uh, we, we got on the other side. It was, uh, when Alveda came out, she was going to have four people standing on each side of her. And then uh, she'd have two vocalists, and and uh, as we walked across the stage, uh, they uh, saw that huge crowd. And I can tell you, I did not get nervous being in front of over five hundred thousand people. Did not get nervous. And Alveda began to speak, and then she introduced each one of us and called her names. I remember saying, "Doc Ed Holiday." And yes, I was walking down. I thought, "Oh, I need to." Uh, Make sure I don't trip and fall. But as I was walking down, all of a sudden, it hit me. Something hit me. I did get nervous, okay? Doc Holliday got nervous when I thought, okay, I'm on stage. I saw all these cameras. I didn't get nervous about the cameras. I'll tell you what I got nervous about. I got nervous because I thought there's going to be 11 people on the stage. There's going to be 10 African Americans, one white guy. 
And Alveda said, basically, don't be still when the music starts. So I knew I needed to clap my hands. And I thought, now have, those who know me know I've been known to miss a beat or two clapping my hands during a, uh, some kind of trying to keep the beat with music. So now I thought, okay, all of America is going to be watching and see if this white guy can, can, has any rhythm or not. So that's when I got nervous. And, and then another thing sort of intensified the nervousness that was starting to flow through my mind because I just assumed the vocalists were going to be behind the podium where Alveda was. But when we all got out there, I looked to my left, and lo and behold, standing right next to me were the two vocalists. So now I knew the camera shots were going to be even closer and, and could probably, if I was offbeat, they would be sure to probably make the comedy show or something. So, uh, yes, I was getting a little nervous. But Alveda did a good job introducing everybody, getting things ready, and said, let's hear some music. So Angelica Tucker, and she started singing. And standing next to me was uh, Lori Hoy, and her husband, Walter Hoy from San Diego, was next to her. Then there was uh, Pastor Stephen Broden, who's running for Congress out in Texas. Look him up. Go support him. And then there was Alveda. That was Alveda's left flank. Now, and then she had a right flank of four folks. But uh, I could see, I was standing next to Lori, and her husband Walter was there, and he outstretched his hands where I could see he had a good, solid beat. And I could see his hands clapping. And I thought, good, I'll watch him. And out of my right peripheral vision, I could see his hands good, clapping. And then I noticed in my left peripheral vision, see, I'm using my old, <laughs> using my old basketball skills, using that peripheral vision, watching the whole court. And out of my left peripheral vision, somebody on the front row was keeping a good, solid beat right with Walter. And I kept a good beat. I got, I was clapping my hands, think I did a pretty good job. And then I noticed who was keeping that beat on the left peripheral vision it was sarah palin she had soul she had rhythm she had the beat between sister sarah and brother walter i'm telling you yes i think i did a pretty good job i haven't seen the replays i don't know if anybody's got me on the replays but i think i did pretty good and then i even saw uh during the song uh saw sarah lift her hand in praise not her arm she was inconspicuous but she lift her hand in praise and I thought, I can do that. And then so I, I got my hand up, got my hand up, lifting it up in praise. And then I it sort of made like a little wave. <laughs> and then lo and behold, I saw the audience starting to do a wave back. So yes, Doc Holliday did have a little part in uh, Glenn Beck's Restoring Honor Rally. And I had a good time up there. And I'll tell you one thing, Alveda King, Dr. Alveda King had one of the best speeches I've ever heard. It was the best speech I've ever heard her give, and she hit the nail on the head. You go listen to it on YouTube. Get get some way to get the replay and listen to that. She had a challenge to the nation. She has a dream, and I tell you what, we need to back her up. I hope this open up, opens up doors for her because she's taking a lot of flack from the left. She's taking a lot of flack from people who've put her down, called her names, and all kind of nasty stuff. But you know what? I know that's when someone's being effective. And I know when when you get nasty stuff thrown at you, that means you're doing something, and you're doing something and standing firm. And that's what Dr. Alveda King does. She stands firm on the Word of God. 
And I, I'm proud of her, and I'm proud that she asked me to stand on the stage with her. She had told me, she said, Ed, you know, uh, before we went on, uh, she said, Ed, you know, you, you're my token white. <laughs> and we both laughed about that. And you know what? I'm glad. She said, you know, she thought she knew she needed somebody other than just all black, uh, her brothers and sisters black up there. So she, she said, I thought of someone. I said, uh, she thought of, I couldn't think of any other white person in America I'd rather have than Ed Holiday. Now that was an honor. And I'm very humbled. Thank you, Dr. Alveda King. Thank you for letting me be a part of the Restoring Honor Rally. And I'll say this one thing, and we'll, uh, we're getting ready to end up the show. But I did. Doc Holliday, yes. Doc Holliday did get literally one word in the Restoring Honor Rally. If you'll listen real close, listen to Dr. Alveda King in her speech. You can go back on YouTube or whatever. And when she says the words... Uh, Flows like a mighty stream. You hear someone in the background go, Yes! And that yes was Doc Holiday. So so I literally did get one word in. I said, Yes! And then Al, Dr. Alveda says, Yes! And then she continues on with her speech. So, yes, I did get a word in. And that's a good word. Yes. When you're backing up somebody like Dr. Alveda King. They went on. What a great rally. Uh, we got back to the green room, and then toward the end, Glenn Beck called us back for the what he called the Black Robe Regiment. And that was, for those who don't understand, the, the British, during the Revolutionary War time, they, called, they considered all the clergy like another regiment. They had to fight because the clergy was so powerful in motivating the people for uh, freedom, motivating the people to stand up for their rights and the Declaration of Independence. And so... The, that's what Glenn Beck said. Let's get the Black Robe Regiment back. And he had leaders, uh, bishops, rabbis, uh, Catholic, Protestant, uh, white, black, brown, yellow, uh, red, ministers from all over America coming forward and saying, we don't have the answers. Let's turn to God for the answers. And we gathered up on the stage behind Glenn Beck. I, I walked in uh, where the person I was supposed to be behind, I just walked, and I knew when I got to the end, when he stopped, I had to stop. He stopped, I turned around, and I was right smack in the middle, right behind Glenn Beck. And then uh, they brought out the bagpipes, played Amazing Grace, and I have to tell you, yes, yes, Doc Holliday was crying. If you can see me anywhere on the, some of the replays, uh, yes, that was me with the tears coming down my eyes. And we were locked arm in arm. I had Chief Big Pond on one side, and uh and I believe it's Tim Johnson and one of the founders of the uh, Frederick Douglass Foundation on the other side. Locked arm in arm. And then uh, then during Amazing Grace, couldn't have planned it. If I had had a plan, I couldn't have done it any better. I, uh, during the song of Amazing Grace, they brought Alveda King back in, put her right in front of me, and then next to her they put Sarah Palin. And then, uh, and then uh, Glenn called on Dave uh, Reamer to come back up and... and and, and there he uh, gave the final prayer. And, uh, and he was uh, fantastic. What an amazing prayer. And then during the prayer, he said, let's, let's, bring all, let's give a good homecoming to all the Vietnam veterans who never got a good homecoming. And then when he said that, people started clapping. And when they clapped, uh, I, I, uh, I opened my eyes and I had my head down. You know, the first thing I saw, and somebody... People say, Ed, don't say that. But I, I saw, the first thing I saw was Sarah Palin's 
French manicured toenails, and they were absolutely gorgeous. Had beautiful white sandals, and I'm just telling you that if ZZ Top had a song called Sharp Dressed Woman, you know, they did a song Sharp Dressed Man, but if they had a song called Sharp Dressed Woman, ZZ Top would have to get Sarah Palin to play the part. Uh, but uh, Dave uh, uh, Reamer continued with the prayer. Glenn Beck thanked everybody for coming. The rally is over. Everybody conversion on Sarah Palin. I was right there. I got to meet her. Yes, I got to talk to her. And, uh, and it was a wonderful time. She is just as gracious as she is beautiful. She is smart. And I'm telling you what, we need to watch out. I, I'm glad that Sarah Palin is making a name for herself. I don't know what the future holds for Sarah, but she's going to have some good things for America. I'm telling you that uh, this lady has got some things we need to listen for, and uh, she supports other conservatives. She supports the Tea Party movement, and I'm telling you, it was a blessing to get to meet Sarah Palin. Uh, Sarah Palin. I hope everyone else does. Now we're going to get ready for the Plymouth Rock of Liberty speech, and it's the sounds not the best in the world, but I want you to listen to it because it's Pastor John Hagee. Saw him right after the rally, and uh, this is what he had to say. I want y'all to listen up real good, and uh, we're going to see if we can get this recording where you can hear it. I thought it was a fabulous day. It was three hours in which uh, the Lord Jesus Christ was honored, the Word of God was honored, yes. America was honored. It was a great day. Uh, do you think that people's lives can be changed where we can turn this nation back around? Uh, I mean, we see people not believing in the Word of God. And those who go to churches sometimes sit there and don't do anything about it. If there was ever a time that the American people need to storm the voting booths and vote the Bible, it's going to be in this midterm election. If we do not take back one of the houses in this midterm election, we will have a socialistic government that's gone beyond the reach of turning it around. This is the most important election, in my opinion, in the history of the United States of America. I encourage every Bible-believing person of moral value to go and vote, take your family, take your friends. This is a crisis time for this nation. We have to turn America around and do it now. We had a lot of African-American pastors here, people standing on the word of God. And politics gets so involved, but we, we, we throw parties, you know, Democrat, Republican, independent, but people standing on the word of God can make a difference, can't you? Absolutely, and this is the time to do it. Well, I appreciate you speaking with us, Pastor, and uh, God bless you, and thank you for being here and for your prayers. Thank you. And there you have it. That's uh, uh, Dr. John Hagee giving the Plymouth Rock of Liberty speech for us. And I know it's a little hard to hear, but I want you to hear from uh, Pastor John Hagee as he uh, invited everybody in America to storm the voting booths. You heard what he said, storm the voting booth. Get your friends, your neighbors out. Uh, we need to be preparing even now for November 2nd. Uh, glad you were here. Glad you dropped by. Uh, Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We're going to be here next week. Can't wait to uh, let you in at door and hear another show. Good night. God bless. 
Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.